This is Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross, a board-certified personal injury lawyer. Hello and welcome. I am so glad to be joined today by Terrence Gross. And, well, I should say that Terrence Gross is joining me because we're in my studio. I'm Paul Stadden, and I am really happy to be working once again with Terrence Gross of Gross and & Schuster. And I don't know the law, Terrence, so I'm kind of leaning on you for a lot of this stuff. I'm going to ask you the questions, and I'm sure that you'll have a lot, all the answers for me because I didn't go to law school. Um and, and by the way, where did you go to law school again? Actually, I went to Florida State University in my first year. There was 1976, which would have been Bobby Bowden's first year. Oh, wow. And uh, I can't believe it, but that was 43 years ago. Oh. That, uh, once I got my degree, yes. I aged a year just in that second. By I, I can't believe it's been that long. I, th- I think of like Van Halen as a recent release. So, you know, it's time is relative. We'll say it that right. way. All right. So uh, the point of these shows is to give people a little bit more insight into some things like, okay, the first show today, we're going to be talking about no fault. Uh, and I want to make sure that I'm getting this concept right because I'm just a lay person which is kind of why I love doing these kinds of shows with experts is because it's it's partly me getting a little bit of an education at the same time I get to do a podcast. So Terrence, why do we have no fault in Florida? I mean, what even really is no fault? You know, uh, I don't see why my insurance should pay the accident if it's not my fault. And most people feel that way, especially when they're new to Florida Uh, This law was actually passed in 1971. We led the nation uh, in this uh, idea, and the insurance companies were not very happy about it because you get rear-ended, you're a safe driver, and all of a sudden, your car insurance pays for your medical bills. doesn't seem fair, but if you go back to 1971, very few Americans actually had health insurance. Oh. And, uh, of course, now with Obamacare, more people do. But it it was a stopgap measure to make sure that your initial medical bills were paid. There's actually a mechanism in no fault to pay your lost wages as well. So it's a 10,000 limit. 80% of your bills are paid and 60% of your gross lost wages. So if you miss three weeks from work, you don't get behind on your credit cards and your electric bill and your mortgage payment. And it's a great system, really. But it's only $10,000. You can go anywhere you want. You don't need a doctor's referral. You don't have to go to your PCP for him to tell you to go there. So you can go to any specialist, a chiropractor, anything you wish. It's a great system. And every year they're trying to throw it out, but it still has survived in Florida since 1971. So then is it something that is beneficial for both people to get into the accident? Or is it more like, hey, this is great for you and well, sorry for you? It's really beneficial to the victim. It's, okay. It is a victim's rights uh, law. That's what it was that then, and it is today. And it's there for the little guy. And the other great thing about no fault is they cannot subrogate. And what I mean by that is at the end of the case, they don't get paid back. But if your Medicare pays, they get paid back. If you've got health insurance, TRICARE, everybody in Florida has their handout at the end of a case where the lawyer mm. has to pay them back except for no fault. Okay. All right. I guess that makes sense. Uh, you know, it's just that I'm always so confused by the insurance process. And so case in point, my wife just got into an accident um, about three, four months ago. And I say got into an accident. It wasn't serious for her, but it did end up totaling the car. And 
the whole time, I just kept thinking it would be so much nicer if we could have just dealt with our insurance company as opposed to the other guy's insurance company. And we had to deal with it because it was his fault. Is there a way, and I'm not trying to sound sneaky, that's not where I'm going with this, is there a way to kind of make get yourself under a no-fault situation so that you don't have to deal exclusively with the other person's insurance company, or it's, it's his fault and therefore you have to deal with them? Well, if you're relating to property damage, that's if you have good collision, you can actually settle the property damage with your company, and then you have a deductible, and then they will subrogate. They'll go against that fault party. So that's great with, with collision, but with no fault, people think, well, wait a second, I still don't understand. You describe it to them. They keep on fighting it. Mm. Logically, they're saying, wait a second, I got rear-ended. Why should my company pay anything? Again, it's for this immediate relief. Just to, mm. But you're still going to make a claim. If your injuries are ongoing, you are going to go against the at-fault mm. person. You'll get your lawyer and he'll go against their liability insurance. Uh, and that's something to, that you would probably need a lawyer for. But as far, okay. as, far as the property claims go, Usually you do have a choice. You could either go through the at-fault carrier or through your own, and your own company will make your offers just like they're at fault, and, and you'll get your deductible backs. So for convenience, if you've got a good company and you trust your company, you can go directly uh, through them for your property damage, but not bodily injury, no. Mm, okay, okay. Well, and speaking of injury then, if I have insurance, then... Why do I need no fault? Well, once again, it's this this immediate payment. Most insurance has a lot of uh, deductibles even today. I have very good insurance, but I have a $10,000 deductible. So mm. I hit January, and now all of a sudden, I'm self-insured until I hit $10,000. Uh, again, we have the disability component that we talked about where it'll pay 60% of your gross lost wages because even if you have disability insurance at work, most insurance, most disability insurance has a 180-day deductible, which means you have to be out of work for 180 days. But mm. what if you only miss two or three weeks? <laughs> That's a lot of pay to some people that are living right on the line. So many people live paycheck to paycheck in America. It is just a great stopgap measure that helps the little guy. That's what it's designed for. That makes perfect sense. So then... What exactly does no fault pay? And I mean, is there like dollar figures that come with specific things, specific injuries, specific accidents, or does it pay for, yes, I will pay for this, but not for this? Well, you know, that's actually an excellent question because up to 2013, they pretty much paid for everything. And, and again, every year the legislature meets and they don't like it. The insurance companies hate this law. They're always trying to make inroads. So in 2013, they singled out two professions that uh, will not be paid by no fault. Massage therapy. So massage therapy is not going to be paid under no fault anymore and acupuncture. And I guess they felt there were abuses there or whatever, but so chiropractors can still get uh, paid, but not a massage therapist at a chiropractor's office. Many chiropractors also now do acupuncture, but that benefit will not be paid under no fault. But by and large, they'll pay for MRI scans, CT scans, ambulances, and, and so forth. And they help you from getting your credit dinged. Also, if a person passes away if you if you die in a car wreck there's an automatic five thousand dollar death benefit supposedly to get you buried mm, okay okay well i'm a little annoyed by that mas no massage therapy thing uh 
you can't see it right now, but in my, we're in my studio and I have a bunch of guitars hanging on the wall. Uh, I uh, have had issues with like carpal tunnel and all sorts of stuff like that over the years as a result of a lot of guitar playing, but also a lot of poor lifting. And I've been in an accident or two. And so I know how valuable massage therapy is and can be for helping somebody heal. So is this something that people are fighting to get back? Is there a chance that would that would come back? I don't want to get stabbed in the acupuncture, so I'm really just concerned about the massage therapy. Well, it, the, the people aren't going to fight about it because the average person doesn't know about it. You probably mm-hmm. didn't know about it until I just mentioned it. That's so fair. Okay. Yeah. A, a very select few lawyers know about it, but I would I always thought that it would be appealed to the pellet system because to me it sounds like it's against the equal protection laws so how can mm. you single out a certain profession and say we're not going to pay that we're going to pay a chiropractor right not the massage therapist it, it just see it doesn't sound uh, american it sounds very un-american and very illegal to me and maybe against the equal protection uh, clause in our constitution so that is probably something that eventually will be challenged but it takes years and years to do so okay okay so when you say it takes years and years to do a challenge, just for my education, I guess everybody else's education too, uh, when you say that it takes years and years to fight something like that, what does that fight even look like? Am I writing to my congressman? Am I, uh, you know, going to, what, what is the, what is the process for that? I was thinking more about the uh, court system. So if mm, you, if okay. you challenge it, you'd, you'd go before your local trial judge. Then mm. the trial judge either says you win, you lose, and then it's appealed. And then that's appealed. And eventually it could, it could be something that goes to the Florida Supreme Court. Mm. But, but any appeals like that, by the time you reach the Florida Supreme Court, you've probably been in litigation four, five, six, seven years. Hmm. Okay. All right. That's terrifying. Thank you for that. Uh, so we're about getting close to the end here, Terrence. Uh, to wrap up, no fault. Do you do you like this system? Do you think that this no fault system really is beneficial? Is there something that would be better? You know, I don't know what because there are people that study this kind of thing a lot. They they look at insurance, they look at how it's benefiting this this party, how it's benefiting this party. Lawyers argue this a lot. I am just a layperson who would love to know that I'm getting the most possible protection from my insurance. And if I'm not, is there something better? Well, it's funny that you ask that because right now, at this exact moment, the legislature is in Tallahassee, Florida, meeting right now to throw out no fault. They did oh, it last year. Okay. They actually voted on this last year, threw out no fault, put in a mandatory 25,000 limit. We now have a 10,000 limit, so raised the 25,000, and it was passed. But uh, Governor uh, DeSantis, for uh, very limited reasons, uh, refused to sign that law. Now they're back before they're going to try to recobble it. But there's a big push by insurance companies to get rid of no fault. They do not like the concept because they look at everything from an actuarial uh, standpoint. In other words, if you're a safe driver, they want to insure you. But the safe driver could still be rear-ended, and then there comes the no-fault claim. They don't mm. like that. They they want to be able, they're bean counters. They want to be able to look at the odds of something. So if you're young, you shouldn't die of a heart attack. If you're very old, well, maybe so. And that's why an older person pays a lot more for life insurance. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Well, Terrence, I appreciate it. You've uh, simultaneously scared and reassured me, uh, which I guess is might, might be a theme when it comes to things, all things legal. In any case, I am Paul Stadden. It's a pleasure to be talking to you, Terrence Gross of Gross & Schuster. How can people get a hold of you? 
Well, on the web, uh, best way is on the web, grossandschuster.com. We do have a phone number, of course, 850-434-3333, but you'll find our webpage very informative. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Terrence. It's been a pleasure, and I will see you next week. Mm-hmm.